It's time to get up and get your day started. Morant. Oh! A jawbreaker! It's Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports 56 Mornings is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Now, here are your hosts, Greg and Eli. Get up every morning Friday, everyone. Welcome in. Super Bowl weekend. I guess you could officially say it's underway, even though technically we're still during the uh, work week, school week. It's a Friday, but to me, Friday always means the start of the weekend. The big game coming up on Sunday. Lots going on in the world of sports as we welcome you in to Sports 56 Mornings on this Friday, February 9th. 2024, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Zach Boyd. We are in the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, it's where family and fun come together. Family Leisure is located at 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Their floor model sale continues. All types of great deals. Four-person hot tubs under five grand. Theater seating under two grand. Pool tables under 1500 Check them out at Family Leisure. First hour of the program is also brought to you by our friends over at East Memphis Ace Hardware. Well, I can tell you this. When I drove in about 20 minutes ago, it was pouring. I mean, cats and dogs. I don't think it's one of those deals where it's going to be raining and raining hard all the time today, but there is a lot of rain in the forecast. Currently, some rain showers, 59 degrees. We're looking at a high today, getting up to 66. Then tonight, overcast with rain showers at times, a low of 58. Chance of rain tonight goes to 50%. And then tomorrow, mostly cloudy. A high of 63. I don't see rain in the forecast for tomorrow, so that is certainly good news. Coming up on the program today, we will dive into everything that's happened with the Grizzlies over the last 24 hours. They played a game last night, but that was second nature to all the moves that were made. If you missed any, and they went from the day to the night, we will get you update with it, updated with everything that's happening with the Grizzlies. And Time permitting, we'll certainly dive into some of the other moves made around the NBA. The Tigers back in action last night in Philly get a dub. We will discuss that on the program today. In Florida Atlantic, we we talked about it yesterday that they, I thought Andy Kennedy and UAB had a chance to win that game anytime they're playing at UAB, an Andy Kennedy coach team, and they rally. They won the game in overtime beating Florida Atlantic. Big night in the NFL last night. The uh, NFL honors with the awards handed out. Also, the Hall of Fame class of 2024. We will go over that on the program today. John Varlas will join us in studio at 725. Things really heating up on the prep scene. We'll talk to John about that and a number of different things. At 825, it will be the Tiger Basketball Report with Matt Dillon. At 905, Brandon Lag will handicap the big game. And then at 945, Demontre Moore former NFL player who's been in the Canadian Football League, has won a great cup, but also is an analyst on television and football for all things football. He will join us, former Texas A&M All-American. That's your lineup for today. You can always hit us up on the Sports 56 listener lines at 901-360-8255. Also, you can send us a message via Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or send it right to the uh, the website, sportsmemphis.com. Good morning. Good morning. Was it pouring when you were driving in? Uh was not. Uh sprinkled a little bit here and there, but uh but for the most part I was already here before the the hard rain uh started this morning, but uh 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I heard it coming down. It, it was coming down hard for a while. Yeah, it opened up. It's one of those deals where, when do I make the little mad dash from the car to the get up to the uh, station and try to minimize me being soaked? So I tried to gauge that pretty well. Got a little wet, but uh, not too bad. But again, be careful out there if you're driving around. So I, I, I'll go ahead. So yesterday, uh, we had the uh, the story. Talked about the the, the, the yes. gentleman who had the uh, the five dollar parlay on all of the NFL awards that he made in the preseason that would have paid him six hundred and eighty thousand dollars. That's all I could think of driving in here today was that. So he um, he he was trying to sell the ticket. Uh, he got the the best offer he got was fifty thousand. That's it. Uh, he turned that down. Let the ticket ride. Oh. The owners of Wagerwire, where he was trying to sell the ticket, apparently they bought 20% of the ticket for $25,000 and flew him and his uh, brother, I guess, out to Vegas um, to watch the award show out there. Um, In other words, to watch him lose his chance at $680,000. So the one person you heard booing during the award ceremony, we know who that was. I, I just can't I even can't. imagine when, like, because again, you you kind of knew that was the one award. Like, that was the one you're really, like, the others are pretty clear. That one you're like, as they're getting ready to announce the winner of Defensive Rookie of the Year, I, I and then when they say Will Anderson Jr., I just, I can't even imagine... That feeling. Now he got twenty five thousand dollars off of a five dollar bet. Pretty darn good return. Like that's that's pretty good. But oh, I, I just can't. I, I can't even imagine how disappointing that moment is when they announced Will Anderson Jr. Oh no, it's it's heartbreaking. But I can't even imagine if he didn't get that twenty five thousand offer. He turned down the fifty, as you said yesterday. I was proclaiming, "Hey, give me four hundred thousand. And I would certainly sell the ticket, maybe even for less, but that would still be a profit, a huge profit for somebody if it had won, but it didn't win. And when you rattled off the awards, Will Anderson was the one I was thinking about. I thought Houston would do pretty well in the awards ceremony, and, and they did, and Cleveland did. Man, oh man, that's that's heartbreaking for the guy. But again, 25000 as a consolation is not too shabby. But that's all I could think about this morning because I wasn't watching the awards announced on um, the NFL Honors. I went back home. I was out with my wife, and then I saw, and immediately I knew the guy had lost. And we talked a lot about that yesterday. I I would have loved to have had like a live camera on him in that moment. I got Oh, God, that would just be, that would be a killer, killer moment. Probably turned to his brother and just said, hey, buddy, drink up. The wine is free. <laughs> it's, it's, and good, good for the folks from WagerWire for, uh, yes. for doing that for him and everything else. May have saved his life. Um, well, he may have killed himself. The, theoretically. I don't know. I well, may have done I that. don't know if anybody's checked on him this morning. <laughs> he was in True. Las Vegas with $25,000 and just lost 600 and what, $55,000. 
I don't know what he did last night afterwards. I just know what he had $25,000 in his pocket in Las Vegas. Well, I'll tell you what. If he turned twenty five into a half a million, that's a show. That's going to be a movie. A made-for-television movie or maybe even a theatrical release out there in the, the movie theaters. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know what he did. But thank you. Thank you, Lord. They gave him a consolation there. Gave him that $25,000. Actually, what, beforehand they had already announced that before the announcement of the award. So that was sad. You know, speaking of sad, I, I, I'm going to go off track for a, just a second real quick with uh, something outside the sports realm. I was with my wife, as I said, because we do um, we are season ticket holders at the Orpheum. And um, yesterday, driving down to the Orpheum, I heard the tragic news about Pat Howren, who uh, passed away suddenly at the age of 80. Not sure exactly what it was. And when they announced that, I already had heard that, but a lot of people had not. And at the Orpheum last night for Les Mis, man, it was just a gasp among the people there at the theater. For those who know, who follow that type of stuff, who go to the Orpheum, Pat Halloran, he was the guy who turned that into just a, a little movie theater, a downtown movie theater in the early 80s into this big theatrical powerhouse that it is, uh, the Orpheum. So thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Pat's family and friends uh, after the loss of Pat Howard at the age of 80. Not a native Memphian, but he became a Memphian and became a big entrepreneur. All right, let's try to make sure everybody understands what the Grizzlies did yesterday because the Grizzlies made moves yesterday, the day before, last week, and in the end... Here's what happened. First of all, late last night, when I got back, looking on social media, what else do I have? This okay. Here's this. Oh wow, Gigi Jackson. Not a surprise, but that was really quick. Gigi Jackson, who had a 27 point game last night. In fact, he is now the youngest first year player to ever score or to score that many points in a game. 27, the youngest in his first year. 27 points last night in the loss to Chicago. But Gigi Jackson was awarded for his play since his chance to play a lot coming up from South Haven and the hustle. He gets a four-year contract from the Grizzlies, three of those seasons guaranteed money. So again, not, not a shocker that he gets... A contract goes from that two-way guy to a full-fledged member of the roster, but pretty quickly it happened, like overnight. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm assuming he probably got pretty much the same deal that Vince Williams got. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they probably had this all done. They just had to clear the roster spot, which um, they used the trade deadline and um, to do that. Knew that would be available once they cleared the roster spot. Then yeah, then it's just a matter of putting ink to paper and and having it done. Uh, he was terrific last night um, once again, and um, you know, great for him. You know, this the development of him got sped up an awful lot this year. They were they were not planning on um, this being the case. I don't think anybody at the beginning of the year envisioned him. You know. Play, scoring 27 minutes for the Grizzlies in a game this year. 27 they, points, yeah. Or 27 points because they didn't think he'd be playing. Um, it's going to be supposed right. to be with the hustle all year. But uh, the way things have worked out, he's got that opportunity up with the Grizzlies. Um, certainly has shown um, in some games um, all of the potential that they thought was there when he was the number one ranked 
uh, recruit in his class before reclassifying, and um, and good for him uh, cashing in and, and and getting that regular NBA contract now. Um, and now that opens up another two way contract if they want to sign somebody for the rest of this year on a two way deal in order to again have enough healthy bodies to play basketball. Yeah, and what has been a disastrous season. The silver lining is what we have seen: the progress in Vince Williams and in. Gigi Jackson, and both, again, are rewarded by the organization with these lengthy contracts. So good for them. Now, yesterday, David Roddy was traded to the Phoenix Suns, part of a three-team deal that also included the Brooklyn Nets. The Grizzlies, in return, get a future draft pick swap, which the rumor is it'll be 2026, and it should be a second round. They'll swap with whoever. But in return, they also got an old friend, Yuta Watanabe, a former Grizzly, and also a Chimezi Matu. Matu subsequently was waived. So that was short-lived. Good luck to Matu. But Yuta Watanabe is interesting because he has a player option for next year for $2.7 million. So I don't know if... That's a guy, again, who gets to make the decision on his own, what he wants to do after the year. But I'll be interested to see what he does decide to do. But Yuta Watanabe returns. So in the end, if I have all this correct, the Grizzlies moves that have been made in the last week. Steven Adams, gone. Xavier Tillman, gone. David Roddy, gone. What comes in? Five second-round picks. Lamar Stevens and Yuta Watanabe. Chemezi Matu is waived, and they did officially waive Victor Oladipo. Do I have that correct? And then the pick swap. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So I don't know where they stand with the roster. I believe there's one now open roster spot. And there's going to be some moves, I would imagine, in the summer, because who knows what they're going to do with the center position. But they will have a draft lottery selection unless they make a trade and trade that away. And therefore, I think there is an open spot penciled in for that player uh as far as the roster goes right now i mean you lost three and you brought in two because no. you've already no you released but you, two but, but gg moved into the spot so you're you've so they're gonna have to make another move to open up a spot for that draft lottery pick uh, yeah, I mean, before next season, you would have right, to get right, rid of right. somebody. Yes, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, but okay. right now they are at they're back at the fifteen. They've got one two way spot open, but they don't have a regular spot open because Gigi moved into the open spot um, that was created with Metu's release. And there's a lot of people that are are scratching their head over like who got traded. But again, as I've always said, and I understand where they're coming from because I, you know I ask the same questions. But it takes two to tango. So were they trying to shop Conchar? Were they trying to shop Zaire Williams? Were they trying to shop Jake LaRavia? I would assume everything was on the table. But it takes a, another partner or partners to make a deal. And they were able to make a deal with Roddy because they had to loosen up that log jam at the wing position. I've said on the air so many times that Vince Williams, even before he got the contract, Love Vince Williams. You know, Gigi Jacks, I didn't know enough about, but second round flyer on that guy who's so young. Sure, why not? I've already had given up on LaRavia. 
given up on Zaire. Roddy was the guy in the middle where I thought he has done enough to be a rotation player on this team or continue to be a rotation player. By the way, the only player to have played in every game for the Grizzlies this year, he should get a medal for that. But now it's over as he's traded to Phoenix. So, again, people are saying, why did they trade Roddy and not trade LaRavia? Team has to want that player, and there has to be a deal that's good enough for the Grizzlies to pull the trigger. It is, um, in this season, it is pretty appropriate to end up uh, with Yuta Watanabe back here um, in a season of two ways. Uh, you might as well go back to the OG of two ways for the team mm-hmm. and bring Yuta back. So now you've got, I mean, <laughs> if you look at the roster now, you've got Vince Williams, you've got John Conchar, you've got Gigi Jackson, you've got Yuta who were all once two-way guys, and then you've got your current two-way guys in Pippen and Gilliard, um, although Gilliard, they've got to figure out something with him here very soon. Um, and then maybe we can bring in another two-way guy. And then you got some 10-day guys. One of them, I think that 10 days expiring today. I didn't see Jemison yesterday. Is he still with the team or is he gone? Jemison played last night. Oh, he did? How did I miss that? So Jemison yeah. played. So Hurt, but- Hurt is done. So Hurts back Hurts with the hustle, done. but Jemison and what's the kid's name from Princeton? How do you pronounce it? Iwoma. Iwoma, they have to re up for another ten day deal. I think they're. I don't know if they're both up today, but I know Iwoma Iwoma is up for his ten day today, as far as trying to get a second, and you can only get two. So again, the roster and the games that are being played now. I, what are you going to say? The Grizzlies once again last night, and they did get tripped back for the game, and he scored a team-high 28. They play well for what they have on the floor. They battle for three quarters, and then they lose it in the fourth quarter, no matter who they play. Maybe they'll beat Charlotte. That game is coming up tomorrow on the road, though, and they host the Pelicans on Monday. But the Bulls are fighting. Right now they're in the play-in in the East. They got players, even though Levine's out and Ball's out. They got players led by DeMar DeRozan. And the Grizzlies lose for a seventh straight time, 118 to 110. Again, they lose it in the fourth quarter for whatever reason. I think it's the opposition just kind of rev it up in the fourth quarter, knowing we're not going to let that dub slip through our fingers. And the Grizzlies don't have enough firepower. As I mentioned, Tripp at 28, Gigi Jackson 27, Vince Williams nearly a triple-double, 13 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. Scottie Pippen has been very solid with 15 points and six assists in this particular game. No D-Rose. Kennard, a late scratch because of an illness. They did unveil the City Edition court, that lovely gray that somehow is always associated with the Grizzlies. You know, if, if that floats your boat, fine. But again, the Grizzlies, good effort for three quarters. They lose the game. The more significant news was all the moves that were made yesterday, the day before, and last week with Stephen Adams. I know um, there were a lot of fans last night, I'm sure, um, who were watching Andre Drummond with great interest and hoping that um, that's a guy that the Grizzlies could end up get, getting. Yep. And he was fantastic, especially he just took over in the fourth quarter. It was t- like when they were playing Drummond and Vucevic together, which they did a lot, like 
that's a pretty tough matchup for this Grizzlies team. Like you, I mean, there's just nobody. I had like Santi's like Santi just isn't big enough to deal with Andre Drummond. Like it's just so you're just kind of left out there. You got one of those two is going to be is going to have a real problem um, for the Grizzlies defensively to try and match up with. And you know Drummond, uh, ten of eleven from the field, or what was he? Was he ten of eleven? Yeah, ten of eleven from the field. Uh, 13 rebounds. He's a, he's a big old horse. And he certainly would fit this Grizzlies team great. I don't know what um, he will do in the offseason. He will be a free agent. Um, the court, you know, it's funny because I am a very traditionalist when it comes to courts. Although that court, I don't know, like on TV, I kind of liked it. Like it didn't it didn't really bother me. And I, guess, I think it's because it's kind of all one. What I don't like is the courts that are like, various color like inside the three-point lines a color and the outside the three-point lines a different color and or like the Oregon court that has damn forests all over it like I don't like it's just so busy this is just it's not busy it's it's a different color but it's not busy so I think I that's why I think I was okay I kind of I've, I've watched on TV I was like some of the shoes like Gigi's shoes the pink shoes like they stood out some of those shoes like it's almost like you're watching like it feels like you're watching a video game like they they really pop on that court and I was kind of like I'm, I'm starting to kind of like this thing by the end of the game well I'm with you I don't like the multicolored courts it, it's too much I do like one color but it's that blah gray that always seems to be associated with the Grizzlies. So it's no big deal. The court is no big deal to me, just like it's no big deal to me what the guys wear coming in from their car, parking in the garage, walking in the arena, and going to the locker room. I, I don't care. That, that That is so old, that stuff. We do it in football and basketball. Don't do it much in baseball, though. Um, we'll talk more time permitting about some of the other deals that were made around the league, but interesting, yesterday with the trade deadline now, uh, have having come and gone. A couple of Memphians were dealt yesterday. Thaddeus Young was dealt. Campaign was dealt yesterday. A lot of these so-called experts feel the Knicks won draft day. The Knicks, however, are... Draft su- day. Excuse me. Trade deadline day are suffering through injuries, including OG Ananobi, who's going to be out for at least three weeks as he went under the knife. And the Knicks lost last night to Luka and Dallas. Luka had a great game at Madison Square Garden, scoring 39 points. But most people feel that the Knicks did really, really well. There were a couple of teams surprisingly did not make moves. So again, we'll talk more about that a little bit later on in the show. And we'll get to the Tigers, obviously, as the show progresses. A win last night over Temple, 84-77, a game in which they led by 18. For whatever the reason is, they just can't blow out teams. And Temple was able to come back in this game. Memphis helped the cause by missing a bunch of free throws in the second half. They ended up going 11 of 25 from the free throw line in the second half. So they got to the line. They just didn't make the free throws, and that included David Jones, who's a really good free throw shooter. But bottom line is they won the game. They win by seven points on the road, and now they get set for a rematch with Tulane on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Folks, Pinnacle Roofing and Restoration for all your roofing and home repair needs. Call Brandon McCullough at 901-438-5084 or go online to newroofmemphis.com. They offer financing, different plans and options to choose from, including a 6, 12, or 18-month same-as-cash option. They'll work with your insurance company. They'll work out of pocket. 
whatever it takes to get that new roof or that roof fixed. They do residential and commercial roofing, so business owners and property managers, along with homeowners, if you have a leak or any other roofing problem, call Brandon today. They'll come out and do a free roof inspection. They're licensed, bonded, and insured, and a member of the Better Business Bureau. You get a free, or you get, excuse me, a five-year labor warranty on the purchase of a new roof, and satisfaction is always guaranteed. They do carpentry work, exterior painting. They can replace gutters, put up fencing and siding. They can install shingles, put up uh, rotten wood repair. Anything you need done around the home that you can't do yourself, call the experts for their quality work at a very reasonable price. That is Pinnacle Roofing and Restoration. Locally owned and operated. Again, call Brandon today. Tell him you heard it here on Sports 56 Mornings, 901-438-5084. Online at newroofmemphis.com. When we come back, John Varlas from the Daily Memphian. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everybody. 727 on this Friday morning. Getting set for the weekend. The Super Bowl on Sunday. All things are right in the world, with the exception of it's uh, it's raining out there, so be careful driving around. It is Friday. That means it's time for our buddy, John Varlas. It's time for Greg and Eli's weekly visit with John Varlas of the Daily Memphian. Check out John's prep sports coverage and more at DailyMemphian.com. Now, here's John Varlas with Greg and Eli. He is John Varlas, the award-winning Daily Memphian prep reporter, but so much more. You can follow him on Twitter at John Varlas and catch him every Friday talking with us, normally in studio, unless he's covering some state championships. He is with us today. John, always good to see you. Hey, great to see you guys as well. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. I know there's... A lot to get to. Oh, so much to get to. I need a whole hour, so slow me down. I'll slow you down. I'll have to uh, talk fast and try to get everything (laughs) in. Mr. Basketball finalists were announced. We'll talk about that. New football coach at MUS. You need a full hour for all the bones? Well, that, but I mean, there's just a lot, <laughs> lot going on in the preps world too. So, yeah. So you got to you got to limit your bones, but we always one, give you this uh, one stage. Quick, one quick topical bone. I'm okay. very, very, very disappointed in the NFL Hall of Fame uh, selection committee for for ignoring Antonio Gates this time around. I mean, I think that's uh, about as egregious as an omission as, as you can get, and uh, that plus the continued snub of uh, Fred Taylor, Jacksonville Jaguar, and, and Florida Gator. I mean, I think those two guys are, you know, should be easy Hall of Famers in my mind. And, and uh, you know, for Gates to miss out this year in his first year of eligibility and for Fred Taylor to continue to miss out, it's just it's just baffling to me. And, and you got guys like Devin Hester in there. I mean, I, I know Devin Hester was arguably the best at what he does, did, but I mean, you know, compared to what a tight end does or a, a running back does in the era of, you know, where running backs were, you know, kind of the kings, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it, guys. What do you think? The, I, the Gates one shocked me. Yeah. Now, 
Tony Gonzalez is the only tight end that's going in on his first ballot. I don't know. Well, like, so apparently but, there's this anti-first ballot thing with tight yeah, ends but, or whatever. Yeah, but Gronk's going to go first ballot. Kelsey's going to go first ballot. Tra- I, Tra- I, Travis Swift is going to walk right into the Hall of Fame <laughs> I as, his, for as his Gronkowski. Sure. Gates. I thought Gates. Gates and Julius Peppers were the two that I thought were absolute locks. Like, there's no doubt in my mind those two are in. And for when they when Gates didn't get in, I, I was stunned. I, and I, just, I don't understand the Devin Hester love. I, I really do I really don't. I mean, he had, uh, he's got a good PR team. I'll give him that. Well, I think your point's great. I, I really, and I agree with it. I have no problem with Devin getting in the Hall of Fame. I didn't think he would get in on this ballot. I am totally with you with Antonio Gates and with Eli. Uh, Julius Peppers out. Obviously, that was a no brainer. I thought maybe Tory Holt would get in, the greatest show on turf. I mean, all of them are in except for him. But I think Fred Taylor's going to get in, I believe. He deserves to be in. No question Gates is getting in. I think Holt will get in, but they had that logjam of receivers. So for those who didn't hear this last night, you had Andre Johnson getting the call. There's another one, Andre Johnson. Come on. I mean, I I like Andre Johnson, but, I mean, you, you're talking wide receivers, you know, Torrey Holt, guys like uh, Reggie Wayne, you know, I mean, it's... Right. Well, I would disagree there. I think Andre Johnson was better than those guys. He put up some huge numbers. He played forever. He, he uh, Reggie put, Wayne's my guy because he's did a Colt, put, but... He did put up some huge numbers, and he didn't really have any great quarterbacks to work with. So, yeah, but, I mean, you just... I don't know. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Andre, I know he, he ended up playing a little snippet with the, with the Colts, but... You know, he's going to be a Texan or, or whatever in my mind. He's not going to be a Colt. But Julius Peppers goes in. Hester, as you just talked about. Dwight Freeney, another former Colt. Andre Johnson. Uh, Steve McMichael from the 85 Bears team. That defense was one of the greatest, if not the greatest defenses of all time. Randy Gratishar, and I remember him. You're old enough to remember Randy or not? Well, sure, yeah. Denver Broncos. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, that was the the crush team, right? The Orange, the Orange Crush. crush. Yeah. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And, of course, the guy we were hoping that would get in, but we weren't sure when we talked about it this time around was Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis, yeah. And con- I mean, and congrats to all those guys. And I hate to – I mean, you see this a lot of time on social media, especially with the Baseball Hall of Fame. People gatekeeping the Hall of Fame, you know, you know, John John doesn't deserve to get in, and Joe does deserve to get in. It's you know it, it just makes for good conversation and discussion, and and I kind of don't want to be that guy, but to say certain guys shouldn't be in, but I definitely think there's some guys that should be in, and I think Antonio Gates and and uh, Fred Taylor are probably leading the way on that. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna agree. I, I don't I don't understand it. Right. Thankfully, they're both young and healthy, and <laughs> yeah, and, and they will like I, I, likely live to see their inductions. But um, right, you know, I'm yeah. guessing Gates will go in next year. I don't know about Taylor, but I'm guessing. Guessing Gates will get was a we're not going to put for whatever reason him in on the first ballot as a tight end. I don't know. And you when, and you make a great point too, Greg. When guys like Gronkowski and and uh, and uh, Kelsey are going to walk into you know Canton as soon as they're eligible, you know Gates has to wait. So Gates I, I don't know. Gates should have walked into. I am yeah. very glad. I'm I'm really happy for Patrick Willis. Do it get it at some point, but he's a, it was a right. weird career because right. it was so short, but. Yeah, the dude was basically all pro every year he played. Like if you're, I don't care how many years you play. If you're one of, if you're the best, basically at your position every single year that you're playing, I believe you. If you, unless it was like two years, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But to to your point, I don't want to dwell too much on this. Is if there are voters out there that actually say to themselves, "I'm not going to put a tight end in on his first <laughs> ballot." Are you kidding me? I mean, take away that person's vote. It's like the uh, Major League Baseball well, voters. Hank Aaron, I'm not putting anybody in on their first. What? 
Shut up. How those guys are not 100%. But Gates should have been in. And you, your point about Devin Hester is okay. I understand that one. It's like, oh, a punter, eh, you know, the return guy. I think he should be a Hall of Famer. But I could easily see where a voter goes, I'm not so sure about Devin Hester. But Antonio Gates, no, I'm not going to put him in on his first time on the ballot. That would be something that I would take. If, if I knew that for sure, I pull the guy's well, credentials. I mean, well, and with well, well, the thing, well, the Hall of Fame. I mean, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, as I understand it, you guys can correct me. They don't vote like the baseball. Hall no, of it's, fame. A, it's a committee. They have a that has committee of guys that gets together, and then they dwindle and, and then, down. Yeah, 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 they go from fifteen down to ten, and then they go down to five, and then they vote. And you got to get, I think, seventy-five percent of the vote amongst the, right. in the room to be actually in. That's why they don't have to put five in, but they. Uh, but yeah, there's a presenter. For each player in the room that presents them, basically, and then there's discussion among it. And I, I would assume, I would like to know who. The, I, I, don't, I haven't seen. I don't know if it's been released of who who made the top ten out of the original fifteen. I'm, I would imagine Gates was there, and I wonder how close he was to getting into that top five. And my favorite thing about the NFL Hall of Fame, how it's announced initially to the players, unless they've changed it, Eli, is that dude goes to the different hotel rooms where the players are staying, knocks on the door. They know about the time that the person's going to come. I forget his name. Is it Steve? Uh, it's uh, David Baker. David Baker. David Baker. I was close. Steve, David, you know, same thing. Um, but I can picture the guy. He's a huge dude. And he knocks on the door, and they start bawling or whatever because they know he's announcing that they're getting into the Hall of Fame. But it's the other dudes that are on the in the, the finalists who don't hear the knock? So it's the so it's the opposite of the Turk, the guy that comes and knocks on it's your door and tells you he's this cut, right? You want knocking? <laughs> yeah, you want this knock, but if you don't hear that knock, which probably was the case with Antonio Gates, it's like, ah, oh, geez, you know, I gotta yeah. gotta do this again next year. All right, uh, any other bones to pick before yeah, we move no, on? No, well, 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 I mean, I got, I could, I could go on all day with bones <laughs> to just, pick. It, I mean, like, the this gri- is your forum, like, buddy. The Grizzly Court is horrible. I mean, I mean, there's it's not oh, horrible. Oh, it's horrible. It horrible. I just don't like the gray, the depressing gray. Why is it horrible? ugly court it's ugly it's ugly it's ugly it's ugly you don't like gray <laughs> it's just it's just an ugly court i mean i'll you know but you know no we'll move on we got a lot of a lot of preps to talk about but yeah i know there's you guys know me i i'm, I'm easily riled there's just there's so many things that go on during the course of the week that i come out it's just like therapy for me so i really appreciate the uh That'll be fifty dollars an hour i, I <laughs> thought I, I, will say, I, I thought i was i thought i was gonna not like the court I found it okay because it is one color. When do the playoffs begin for high school basketball? Uh, very soon. We'll have the, uh, the the city championships are actually this uh, actually tomorrow Saturday. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, but that that's that's not part of the playoffs, Greg. That is right. a, an unofficial, fun kind of formal thing. Yeah, I remember um, when I was in local television doing sports, we would cover the city championships, and weren't there also with the county teams? Well, they had a championship. No, I don't. I don't rem- now that I don't remember. I thought that, they did. Yeah. So, city championships at, at White Station tomorrow. It starts at one uh, p.m. You got Whitehaven and Germantown girls in the four A championship game. That'll be followed by Whitehaven boys against Cordova, the number one team in the state in in the four A boys championship game. Then at four ten, uh, single A girls. You have Middle College versus Westwood, and then. After that, single A boys, Mace versus Hillcrest with Jordan Allen, the Mr. Basketball finals. And uh, Southwind is hosting games as well. Same time, 1 p.m., 3A girls, you got Ridgeway versus Craigmont. 
uh, 2.30, Ridgeway Boys versus Raleigh, Egypt. Then at 4.10, Bluff City Boys, uh, Bluff City Girls versus Memphis Business Academy. And then uh, it finishes up at Southwind with Mitchell Boys against Douglas. Uh, Douglas, the lone undefeated boys team in the state of Tennessee. The Red Devils are 26-0. and 0, Wow. Playing great ball. I mean, if you want to go see a fun, fun, undefeated basketball team, go out to Southwind tomorrow about – 5:30 and, and check out the Douglas Red Devils. I mean, that they're those guys are fun to watch, as as I've said many times before this year. Okay, and then when would the state tournament the, the, start? That's that the district tournament district playoffs will start that's next right. week. District sub states, yeah. all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, district. And, and I got a, kind of another bone to pick. What do you guys think about coin flips as, as a way of settling ties, uh, ties in standings? Mm. Well, I, you I probably, mean, I don't, you, I mean, you don't I, have the time to it, probably play as, a game as, right? as long as you've. I mean, if you there's no other way to to figure it out, if there's no other like head, if you don't have Better a head, yeah, like if it comes down, like there's just nothing else that can determine it. I mean, at some point, you just got to say, yeah, let's do this. I well, see, that's the thing. I think there are other ways, but I just don't think in high school the other ways are good ways. So if I mean, if you go like margin of victory, so that that wouldn't. Yes, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I, you, in you, high school, you know, yeah, you say. run up the score and that kind of thing. So, so I, I mean, I, I bring it up because uh, uh, Bartlett. And Cordova in in that district, you know, they each have one loss. It's to each other. You know, Cordova beat Bartlett mm-hmm. at Cordova. Bartlett beat Cordova at Bartlett, and then they beat everybody else in the district. So, and they'll most likely win their games tonight. So they'll most likely finish tied atop the district with one loss. Uh, but they're going to have a meeting. You know, the coaches will have a meeting this morning to discuss the all district team and stuff like that. But they're also going to flip a coin. You know, in the event that they both win tonight, to determine the top seed for the the district tournament. And I just wonder if there's a, a better way to do well, it. Well, let me but, ask you this. It, go ahead. No, if you were going to use margin of victory, I would say you would just use it in their games against each That's other. That's what I was just going to uh, say. I don't, I don't Good. know. Head head to head, right? Not talking about three teams that are all tied or four teams that are tied for you're looking for crazy tiebreakers. Head to head. Look at the if you want to go total points scored by you know the one team yeah. they had more that's the tiebreaker that's, that's interesting cause, and they and they were close you know the Bartlett won by three points on their home floor and Cordova won by six points on on their home floor so it, it just go Cordova just shows you how really really close those but, two teams are and, and I think too if I'm not mistaken I believe it's a seven team region so the top team will get a bye which is important in the district tournament because that buy automatically gives you a top four spot in the district, and that means you're automatically in the region. You avoid any potential first-round upsets uh, by, by getting that first-round buy. You're automatically in that final four in the district, so you automatically advance to the region. Having said all that, like if, if they are if they don't want to go that margin of victory route and they're going to go to something random like a coin flip, I would prefer rock, paper, scissors between the that. two head coaches <laughs> because it makes it— Listen to me. Because if, be if the coin flip— who do you give the call to? I, I don't know. See, then you're, maybe you're, 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 do you there's a, always you the, flip a coin for that, maybe. But you're or, or do you? Yeah. So you're 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 the rock paper scissors does make it where it is. You know, each has the same possibility. I might actually would have gone to cover that if they I said it five minutes ago. Okay. No, but ch- I'm agreeing with you because okay, the coin okay, toss. Okay, I said okay. you don't know who you give the you toss didn't to. Say what Greg, what Greg said it a minute ago. The traditional running up the score. Right, which is a concern of yours. I agree with if it's like for the season, right? Because you would have teams that just are blowing away other teams lopsided. But when you have two teams that are battling for the top, 
like you said, Cordova and Bartlett, they're going to be close games anyway. There's really no running up the score. Well, I yeah, think it's an yeah. easy tiebreaker rather than flipping a coin. Well, I mean, but like both of those teams have have games tonight, and they both have you know uh, teams that they should be. So you know, in in the back of their mind, if if that was a possibility, you know, the back of their mind, it's like you know, get to the fourth quarter, we're up twenty. Well, we got to leave our starters in, yeah. So we no, can win by thirty. Saying, you don't, avoid you don't, that. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Just do it with the head to head teams that have played. Like in this, this case, it would be Bartlett. It's, a, it's interesting. Right, your Mister Basketball finalists were announced. Yeah, the aforementioned Jordan Allen from okay. Hillcrest, a great season in in one A, and and guys that one A. Uh, that 1A classification was tough, man. There are some good good 1A ball players in the state. You know, guys averaging 30 points and 15 rebounds and six, Jeez. seven blocks a game. I mean, there's a kid at Union City that uh, was also a finalist. He scored 50 points in his game last night. So, you know, it's, it's really remarkable for Jordan Allen even, even to be, you know, one of the three finalists. But he's had a great season this year. He leads our city in scoring 32 points a game. He's also averaging seven assists and six steals per game. So just a tremendous season for Jordan. Then uh, in 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 four A boys, you got KJ Tenner, the uh, the the leader of that great Cordova team we just talked about. Only one loss all year, number one team in the state. Um, you know, KJ's the first finalist at Cordova since Tyler Harris, and and I think he's got a a really good chance to win. And and then of course in uh, Division two A boys, the large private schools. You know, good old Cooper Haynes from uh, from Briarcrest seems like he's been around forever, but he's you know ending his career on a high note. They're number one in the state in their division as well. Cooper's had a great senior season, and it's uh, you know really awesome to see him being recognized as a finalist as well in the large uh, private school division. So You're on that committee, right? I am on that committee. Have they done? Have they Are announced? The chairman? Oh, I wish. <laughs> Have they announced chairman? the Miss Basketball no, there's, yet? There's not technically a chairman. We didn't. No, no local girls from Memphis were uh, made Miss Basketball final. Yeah, they announced it at the same time. Mr. Okay, and but Miss. no yeah. local players. Yeah. All right. I, I'm not the chairman. I wish I was. I, but there I, is no chairman. There's well, nobody in charge of this. No, there. I mean, you're all equals. No, Matthew Gillespie from the TWSWA kind of chairs the meeting and kind of leads us through it. But yeah, there's no chairman per se. Steers you on track, so you're not over there picking bones, trying picking, to get picking the whole bones, off track, eating pizza, <laughs> yeah, talking nonsense. That's a, a lot. Of, <laughs> picking some chicken, picking chicken bones. Some of that. Chicken <laughs> picking bones there, there, with John Varlis. That sounds some, like a TV show. There is some of that. No, it's 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 a committee. We all get in a room and it's a lot like the NFL you know but it, well it's not quite like the NFL because there's a preliminary vote um you know and you get a and there's a long list so there's probably like 70 80 kids get votes and, and you narrow that down to kind of a short list of you know mm -hmm. six seven eight kids but you know that have real genuine potential and and those are the kids we discuss and, and it is well yeah because the and, NFL starts with their whole they get it down to the 15 finalists which they go into the room discuss so it is very much like to, that do you have to face questioning from Reese Davis like the chairman of this uh, selection so, committee is John Varlis I, I don't face thank you for joining us here on ESPN I, I don't face questioning from Reese Davis all, all, <laughs> I, all I do is lend my expertise and knowledge about the, the local kids which computer and, ranking do you consider the best <laughs> This, Which the, one do you this, use most? He goes Ken this, Palm, I think. This, this one right here. Mr. Basketball. This, this one right here. <laughs> I, I, no, I, the Varless the yeah. rating? No, I, I mean, I, it's, it's hard. I mean, you got so many good kids from around the state, and, and it's hard. I mean, you know, you, how, how do you compare a kid that scores... 
30 points a game and maybe his team has lost, you know, 10, 11 yeah, games with a with a kid that scores, you know, 18 points, but he's the best player on the best team in the state. You know, right. it's hard. Yeah, and right. you don't get to see them all, obviously. Yeah. You're, I mean, it's, it's a pretty big state. It's, it's really, so that, that's, I mean, that's a really tough job it's, to try it's, and narrow that it's down. It's really tough. All right, we got a lot more from the prep scene to get to with John. We'll do that after this timeout. Of course, our first hour sponsor, Ace East Memphis, Ace Hardware. That's right, East Memphis Ace Hardware. Go on over, see the folks over there, the, the friendly staff over there that will help you find whatever it is that you are looking for. Maybe you're looking for a big green egg or any of the accessories. Well, they certainly can help you with that. They're a platinum dealer of the big green egg. Maybe you've got some projects around the house you're trying to get done. Maybe it's a painting project. They've got the massive selection of Benjamin Moore paints. They can help you find the perfect color and all the supplies you need to get that project done. Whatever the project is, they've got the stuff you need and the staff to help you find it. East Memphis Ace Hardware. Hardware corner of White Station and Quince. More from John Varlas from the Daily Memphian when we return. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again are Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everybody. Talking with John Varlas from the Daily Memphian. So, MUS after the big announcement uh, recently from Bobby Austin. Uh, long-time, incredibly successful coach who replaced another successful coach in Jake Rudolph. There is a new sheriff in town, although he didn't have to go too far to move up to head coach. No, they they they, they did conduct a, a thorough search and and uh, you know had some good candidates both in house and probably here in the city and probably outside the city. But but yeah, MUS is uh, they promoted Mark Chubb, defensive coordinator, spent the last. 18 years as defensive coordinator and now he's going to be the head coach and uh, so it's going to be a new era of MUS football when they kick off against uh, Bartlett to start the season um, it, 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 and, it, and it's cool because they're going to you know with with coach Chubb the, the line from coach Rudolph to coach Austin and now to coach Chubb it, it, you know not a lot's going to change I would imagine but you know every coach has their way of doing things and, and wanting to put a new stamp on things so I, I think we'll see you know certainly some, some difference and some new wrinkles you know with coach Chubb you know he's a, a a defensive coordinator but he played offensive line in in um in college so he's got experience on both sides of the ball really smart guy good football man you know knows him us inside and out and and I, and I think it's a good hire and, and I think he's going to probably be able to keep most of that really good staff intact as well which is which is important too in terms of continuity so best of luck to coach Chubb and and, and I think they made a good decision on that yeah I was just going to bring that up as far as that staff a good friend of our show friend of the station is Glenn Rogers Jr who by the way congratulations coach he is going into the M Club Hall of Fame yeah. University of Memphis Coach Rogers is the Hall of Fame this weekend. So I'm not sure if he was considered. They talked to him. He 
didn't care to be the head. I don't know, but hopefully he continues on that uh, staff for Coach Chubb because you got one of the great minds along with Coach Chubb and some other staff members who have been there forever at MUS. Yeah, MUS is the is a, is a place where you know if you get hired on there, guys tend to stick around. <laughs> the uh, continuity is amazing. A it's long like, time. You're treated yeah. well, right? Well, I mean, you know, Coach Austin was there 47 years. <laughs> Jerry Peters was there. Over 50 years, Coach Rogers has been there forever. Coach Chubb's been there. How long was Coach Rudolph there? Uh, probably 25, 30. I mean, he was between between him, between Coach Rudolph and Coach Austin, the MUS has only had two coaches since like the mid 60s. So, that, I mean, that I don't know the exact the numbers. Pittsburgh Steelers of yeah, high school the, football. The continuity is incredible. I mean, and even guys like Matt Bakke, you know, Vincent Beck, the soccer coach has been there forever, you know, assistants. I mean, they, they you know, once you once you get there, they, they got you, man. It's a, it's a good place, apparently. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I arrived here in 1995, the coaches, the legends in football, in basketball, in baseball yeah. that were there and were there for a long time, and then obviously they get older, they retire. Tire. Some have passed on, and then you have others that take their place, and, and a lot more names that I was familiar with as players, whether it be at the University of Memphis or any of the area high schools where they starred, have gone on to become head coaches with their respective sports at different schools. Yeah, and, and speaking of baseball, I know I'm bouncing around a lot, but congrats also to Phil Clark, who is going to be inducted into the TSSAA Hall of Fame in, in April. He's part of the class of 2024, the uh, the only local uh, person from Memphis in the TSSAA class of 2024. Legendary baseball coach, second most wins all time in the in the state of Tennessee. I think Buster Kelso is first. Um, you know, he coached uh, five state championship teams, and he coached arguably the greatest high school baseball team in history, that Germantown team that won the state title, I mean, the national title, and I think it was 93. Three or ninety-five, they went undefeated. USA national champs. You know, they won the the upper deck tournament out in California. Wow. Jay, Jay Hood and and all those guys. Yeah, I was right just, before I yeah, got here. Yeah, just an incredible, incredible high school baseball team. And and Coach Clark, you know, coached those guys. And you know, congrats to him too. Great, great honor for him. Back to hoops, Montverde Academy. People who know basketball, people really who know prep sports, know Montverde. They will be in town. Tomorrow? Tonight. They're tonight. Play, okay. Playing they're playing Whitehaven tonight. That game will be at Bartlett. And then tomorrow night they will play Bartlett at Bartlett. Seven o'clock uh for both of those games. You get to see a uh, Cooper Flag, arguably the number one uh senior in the country. I think he's committed to Duke. Uh uh I think what's that kid's name? Liam Liam McNeely, who's committed to Indiana. Uh Asa Newell, uh uh, they got another big kid named Derek, and of course, you know Curtis Givens, the uh, Memphian who played at MUS for two years before transferring to Montverde. He's on that team as well. So homecoming for Curtis, you get to see him. You know, and some of these uh, guys that are undoubtedly going to be I NBA guys next year. I mean, you know, everybody's seen the highlights of this Cooper Flag kid. I mean, he's just just incredible. Some of the things he can do. The main the main event they call well, him. Yeah, they won't they won't be <laughs> NBA players next year. But well, if I'm talking about future, right, future, right, every future uh, NBA yeah. I'm sure every kid on the roster is committed to some major college, or, or they, <laughs> yeah, or, or they, or they will be for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just incredible. I mean, the, you know, and I, you know, and I say NBA players because, you know, I, I think back to that game a few years ago when Montverde played Briarcrest, and and Briarcrest slowed the game down, and and they ended up winning the game with with Kennedy Chandler. You know, Coach Harrington sent me a, a text one time to that I think it was like eleven guys on that team 
either are currently in the NBA or have had like a couple well, of coffee in the NBA, you know, guys like Jerace Walker and, you know, guys like Zach Eady that probably will be in the NBA. Yeah, that was like, it's, it's incredible. That was like when Zach Eady was on that team and nobody knew like, he was like, wasn't he like a freshman or something? Like nobody really knew what Zach Eady was. Yeah, he, he was just a big kid. He was just a big giant kid out there. Yeah. No, it's a two time national player. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it's just why. So I say that to say, you know, this school, you know, gets the best of the best. And, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how competitive the games are going to be necessarily. All respect to Whitehaven and, and Bartlett. I love those guys, but you know, you're playing against a, a, basically a super team. So it's going to, it's going to be sent interesting. Me a picture of Zach Eady guarding the little guard for Briargrass. It was Cooper Haynes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> I remember that. Co picture. Yeah. Cooper was in the eighth grade, right? Mm -hmm. So it just shows you how weird time is. Cooper was in the eighth grade and he was guarding Zach Eady in a high school game. Now Cooper is still in high school, but Zach Eady is like a two-time <laughs> national player of the year. I mean, you know, and, and, and there's nothing fishy going on. It's just, no. it's just how time works. They're it's, like, it's weird. They're like a traveling circus, but they're not a clown show. Traveling circus in a good way, in yeah. the best way, right? The best of the best acts that are all together yeah. on, a, on a basketball no, court. It's like, it's, like, it's like a super group. It's like, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and the they brought in Young. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. That's no. very good. Yeah. Real quick, final minute. Anything else we didn't touch on that needs to be touched on? Ooh, uh, From the prep scene? No, not that I can think of. I'm surprised we got to everything. And uh, no, it's 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 just been real busy, real fun time of year. You know, the the district playoffs are, are going to be competitive, especially that uh, that 4A region with with Collierville and Bartlett, and, and that 3A that 3A district too, where you got so many good teams: Ridgeway, Melrose, Hamilton. Uh, Power Center Academy, uh, Munford. I mean, just uh, just a bunch of really good teams. I mean, it's going to be super, super competitive and super interesting to see who gets out of Memphis in in three A as well. I mean, it's just a lot of good basketball coming up. So you know, keep keep watching, uh, keep following at John Varlis, keep reading the Daily Memphian, and uh, we'll we'll try to keep you covered as best as we can. Oh, I know you will, and of course, all the spring sports coming up as well. He's John Varlis from the Daily Memphian. You can hear him every Friday right here on Sports 56 Mornings. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at John Varlis. Have you thought about changing your Twitter handle to John Varlis Bone Picker? No, because then I would lose all the followers I have. And I've got like... No, you wouldn't. Oh, would I? No. Would I not? No, you could change your name and you'd... Wow. You change your name on there. They're they're all still there. I'm not going to change it. I, one one place I don't need. I think to... it, I think it's I, I think it's I think it's unprofessional for. <laughs> I think it's unbecoming for media members to have like nicknames and Bone stuff. Picker? Well, yeah, like, <laughs> especially just, when you give yourself the nickname. Just just be like at John Varlis or at Jane Smith, whoever you are. Not you know. Jane, sexy cutie journalist, four sixteen. You know, that, I don't know. That's not professional, right? That's what you are, if man. You, if you go, John, sexy, journalist. sexy cutie journalist, Varlis, That's that's worth it. No bones need to be picked when it comes to Dinstals. We were there and uh, we broadcasted all day long on Wednesday. Just a great. Of course, there's five locations. We were at the Pleasant View location where they make the candies. But love is in the air. Valentine's Day is next week, and if you're looking. For a beautiful box of chocolates for a loved one or any of your family members, you need to head on over to Dinstals. They can create that box for you. Fresh handmade chocolates to truffles to turtlelets and that delicious cashew crunch. And they are dipping their world-famous chocolate-covered strawberries, fresh ripe berries dipped in their special fondant, then enrobed in rich milk chocolate. You can go ahead and put your orders in today. I think pickups start on Sunday, definitely on Monday. They make it real easy to pick up. 
your chocolate-covered strawberries. It is that season once again, but it is Valentine's Day. So think of your loved ones in your family. Think of the great chocolate at Dinstal's. They've been making it for over 120 years. In fact, 122 years to be exact. You can place your order at any of their five locations. Stop by Laurelwood, Germantown, Collierville, Pleasant View, or downtown Memphis, or just call in your order. Dinstal's has been saying I love you for over 122 years. We're coming back talking some Tigers basketball from yesterday and the college basketball scene from around the country, this is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.